Hey, it's Jed Hearn, host of Wizards, Warriors, and Words. If you're enjoying the writing advice on this show, you might like my new podcast, The Jed Hearn Show, where every week I share the best fantasy writing advice that I've learned from publishing three fantasy novels and a best-selling video game. There's over 12 episodes that you can listen to right away, including my top 10 fantasy books of all time, how to make fantasy names that don't suck, two rules that make writing effortless, and my complete summaries of Brandon Sanderson's and Neil Gaiman's writing classes, and much more. Check it out by searching for The Jed Hearn Show in your podcast app. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello and welcome to Wizards, Warriors and Words, a fantasy writing advice podcast. I'm Jed Hearn, author of Fires of the Dead. And I'm joined by my co-hosts, starting with Rob J. Hayes. Hey, I'm, uh, I'm Rob J. Hayes, author of the Mortal Techniques books, his, his, his three of them. And, uh, oh, hang on, hang on. Oh, They're God. So ah, that way, go, that way. There we go. Uh, camera malfunctions. Anyway, and uh, you can now buy all three books in one big ebook. The uh, the heroic the heroic age this is the first mortal techniques box set and it's available now in fact it was released today although not today because you're not going to be listening to this today this will come out two. in two days time from the time of recording two to three days. anyway the heroic age past. mortal techniques box set is available now fantastic thanks rob and lastly dirk <laughs> ashton <laughs> i'm dirk ashton author of the paternus trilogy um this is the first book, Paternus Rise of Gods. If you don't recognize this cover, it's because all of the rest of them say Paternus. This is the version you would get if you bought uh, on Book Depository or ordered it at a bookstore, that sort of thing. It's the one that's up on Ingram Spark. So that's me. You have multiple copies. It's like collector's stuff. I was just going to say, special edition. Nice stuff. So you guys all need that one too. <laughs> Get your full I've already set. got one of them and the hardback. Come you on, man. three. You need three of them. <sighs> so we've got are... it on audiobook as well. Does that count as having three? Yeah, yeah there you go. absolutely. There you go. I've got it now three times already. Need... Well, then you need four. Damn it, Dirk. <laughs> I'm changing it. Stop moving the goalposts. Um, so today's episode, uh, Mike can't join us for it, unfortunately, but he'll be back for it next time. We're going to be talking on, about... I, I've, got a, I've got a pop doll that can sit in for Mike. Mike sucks. Oh, okay. This oh, is used to How me. about this one? There we go. This can be Mike. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so if you're not watching on YouTube, Rob is holding up a little Funko doll that has like a, a one-eyed pirate sort of... This, this is Raph from Full Metal Alchemist. I haven't seen oh, it. 
You haven't. Well, there we go then. But, but, come on, man. I think Mike should be this one, though. Rob is holding. Dirk, describe what you're holding up. It's a Funko, and it's is that Spider Gwen. Kind of, yeah. It's that Bizarro universe from that line of okay. stuff. Okay, two yeah. radically different versions of Michael R. Fletcher. You go to our YouTube what about channel, this one, you're listening to the podcast, and you decide which one is legit. And now you're up, uh, Rob's holding up a dog, Yeti. No, oh my god, oh it's my god. Avatar the last Airbender. Come on, it's man. Papa. <laughs> You're referring Jeez. to me. I'm like the one person. You have like zero it. geek cred. Yeah, leave, leave, <laughs> it, to, leave it to the older dudes to tell the kid about Last Airbender. <laughs> yep, I uh, I'm a failure, and I'm aware of it. Uh, so today we will be answering a listener question. Uh, we had a, a listener Tony reach out to us and ask, when it comes to having book reviews on the back or inside of your book when you publish it, is it necessary? I'm just wondering because I don't really have author friends or anyone to send my book out to get a review on. So not sure if this is something I should try working on and if having these reviews will help my book get more attention. A little more context here. Uh, Tony says that they have uh, already written a historical fiction novel and the book they're talking about is the first book. Um, no, sorry. They're working on a second book, but they're trying to publish their first book right now haven't published anything uh, yet. And they're just generally wondering how do you get reviews on a book before you have uh, sort of established a name for yourself or really had a book put out there in the world. So um, it's a very different story probably once you've had a couple of books published, which we'll talk about later, but casting your minds back to when you guys were releasing your first books, how did you go about getting reviews for them, if at all? Rob, do you want to- I didn't. Dirk, okay, do you want to start then? Yeah. No, I just wanted to, I want Rob to go first. I just wanted to clarify that, that I didn't, I, I still don't have any author friends. So go ahead, Rob. <laughs> I mean, if you say that, but I, I have one of my friends through a review of, uh, of Never Die to go on the back there. And it's, it's, it's a review by Dirk Ashton. It's nice. all so true. He must be a friend. It's um, all or of true. an acquaintance. Anyway. Um, all right. So when I was first releasing book. my first trilogy, uh, my debut trilogy. I I did not have any author friends. Um, I did not have any blogger friends. I I had very few friends in total, to be honest. There was just me and a couple of guys who went down the pub every now and again. Nobody knows them. Nobody knew me. <laughs> who cares? Very sure. So, um, yeah. So basically, what I did is uh, I paid for one. Um, I wouldn't recommend it, but there we go. I I basically I paid Kirkus Reviews. Mm -hmm. Fairly big website. Um, well, fairly big. Very big website. Um, to give the book a read and review. And it cost me something like 400 quid. And mm -hmm. out of their review, I got a single line, which was just basically like, uh, Rob J. Hayes may have a, a significant genre following sometime in the future. Mm -hmm. Very vague praise. Yeah. I, I, did, I did exactly the same thing. You know the the common the common uh, wisdom is don't bother. Um, no, don't. Uh, now that now that Rob and I have 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 grown up and we're not children anymore, we don't do that. But um, yeah, it's it's not necessary. It's really um, number one. Uh, we know a whole lot of people who sell a crapload of books and never put a blurb inside, outside, anywhere. 
on their books. Um, I do think that there are certain audiences that it helps to give it some legitimacy to have a blurb by a known author or blog site on the front of the cover, um, on Amazon, uh, and high in the description on Amazon, though I do not feel that it's a necessity. Um, as a first-time author, it's nearly impossible. Um, you can contact, look at, basically, look at who's judging and has been judging the SPFBO. This, uh, and look at who communicates in the SPFBO group and what bloggers are there. Um, and go to their websites and don't just send them an email. Don't send them a message on Facebook, through Facebook. Um, go and look at their submission. Uh, they all have submission requirements and look at those. Um, and ask kindly. Um, if they turn it down, don't get grumpy. You, you really want to screw yourself early on? Be an ass. Um, <laughs> and uh, if you never want to get blurbs, just be grumpy uh, or be snotty, be snarky. If they do accept it, um, don't bug them. Uh, and, then, and especially don't say, it's, you've had it for like three months. Where's my review? You're not going to get one. Um, chances are they're either really busy and can't do it. It's not their fault. They're all doing this for free. None of them are getting paid to do this, even on the biggest sites. Um, and uh, the uh, also, or they started to read it and didn't like it, in which case you shouldn't be bothering for that review, no. right? Because if you piss them off, they might just publish it. Uh, <laughs> uh, and, and, you know, there are bloggers who don't want to trash early on a first person's book. Okay. The other thing you can do, uh, another thing you can do is just wait for a while and get, and wait for some reviews to go up on Amazon and Goodreads. Be sure you get on Goodreads. I know big time, huge selling authors who just use a blurb Goodreads reader right? It, it works. Or there's Amazon, actually, Amazon there, reader. There's some sort of like school of thought, as if you will. That, that it's um, better. Though, yeah, yeah the, the reviews from random Goodreads or random Amazon review are actually better than, you know, reviews from, you know, Dirk Ashton. I mean, nobody knows who Dirk Ashton is, let's be fair. So or even, know, you know, from Nicola, Nicholas Eames or Mark Lawrence. Yeah. Or but the, the, the idea is that, um, it feels like a more genuine, you know, review, basically. Whereas if you're getting a review from, yeah, someone like Mark Lawrence, um, it might sound a bit like, oh, okay, this person's leveraged some contacts to get them. Whereas if you've got some random Goodreads review that's just like, oh my God, this book was amazing. I absolutely loved it. It feels more genuine and it's, and it, it's, it's possibly more likely to make people go, oh, okay, I'm, I'm like them. So maybe I'll enjoy it. I think yeah, there's also I, something to the fact that the Goodreads review person had to go out of their way to write this review. Whereas if you're reaching out to somebody, you know, they might really enjoy the book, but you are the one that had to nudge them into that direction of giving the review. So that might come across with a little bit more effusive praise. 
One thing with the question, um, which I think we should just tackle quickly is this person is saying that their, their novel is a historical fiction novel. So I don't think any of us have any experience writing historical fiction as far as I'm yeah. aware. So yeah, I, yeah. we have maybe the SPFPO not- wouldn't do them much good then. Yes. Uh, bloggers. Um, they, need, they need to find bloggers who read general stuff. Um, I don't think anybody, there aren't that many people that blogs that just cover historical fiction, but they'll cover a wide range. Well, I'm not too sure about that because I think if you have a very, if you're writing in like, I don't know, a very popular historical fiction period, I don't exactly know how it works for it, but let's say you're writing in Renaissance Italy, right? You may find success by finding blogs that talk about Renaissance Italy times and have a big audience. Um, and they might nece- not necessarily be That's book true. review blogs, but they might just be very <coughs> interested in that period. And you might actually be very well off submitting to them because they probably won't get a lot of book requests um, and they have a very niche, but possibly large audience. So yeah. again, this is just all talking out of my ass. I don't know anything about historical fiction, um, but yeah, perhaps you know some blogs out there, which thinking you outside personally. the box and searching around is, exactly. can exactly. go really, really far. Uh, I know uh, we're not going to have a really long episode here. Just real quickly, getting um, getting um, uh, blurbs from authors. I mean, personally, I it, it makes me feel good. And I do think it lends a sense of credibility that that my books do have some pretty well-known author blurbs and um and it gives me a sense of comfort and i have had people say oh you know this name when they when they look at the cover if if i'm at a an event or something um and uh, i won't go into the long thing but um i only approach authors that i have had some interaction with oh god yeah uh, never call call on social media or um or on uh, uh, at a conference, at a con. And that's one good reason to go to some of the cons, even if it's a big fun one like, like Dragon Con. Um, and just meet and shake hands with some people. And, um, and sometimes you can ask them right there once you've talked to them a bit, right? Don't just walk up cold and meet someone and hand them their book and say, will you read this? Um, Exactly what Dirk did to me with Paternus, by the way. I, I had never met the guy before, and then he just walks up to me and just hands <laughs> me a signed book. And it's like, oh, okay, okay. He's lying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only half yeah. lying. I had never met you before. No, you, you hadn't, but for quite a while online. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that was no, that, yeah, um, that, was yeah, that first never... Bristol con. I got to meet a whole bunch of cool people. Yeah. Very, that's what I first time I met Laura Hughes was at that same con, and I'd been talking to her online forever. Absolutely. But um, uh, uh, and then once you what when you ask them say, I've I've done my first book, blah 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 blah. Um, uh, uh, I would love to send you a copy, no strings attached, um, um, no expectations, um. I can send you an ebook or a paperback, um, and I do. I find that 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 I believe, though I, you know, there's no empirical evidence that people are more inclined to read it if you send them a physical copy. Um, I agree though, with that. So, for those, some people really just want a uh, an ebook. 
Uh, and then once you send it to them, never ask them again. <laughs> yeah. um, seriously, just unless they say, remind me in two months, right? Or something like that. Um, just don't bother them. Just don't bug them. Yeah. Uh, it'll come in or it won't. You just got to, you threw it out there. You just got to let it go. And, and maybe something will come back. I've had it been a year later that, that I'll get a, that, that suddenly an author will say, Hey, I read your book. Um, and I really liked it. I'm like, wow, I'm amazed. Would you like to, uh, and thrilled? Would you, would you mind, would you be interested in giving me a blurb, you know, and, and they do, you know, so, and authors are really cool, you know, even, I mean, all of my blurbs, all of my, uh, the blurbs that are actually on the books uh, are from trad pub authors. They can be really, they can be really cool too. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think the, the thing to remember is it's really not required. Um, yeah. You, you yeah. do not Don't need to have yeah. blurbs on your book before you launch. Yeah. Um, and I mean, especially for ebooks, one of the, the cool things is if you're self publishing, you can update your uh, description page um, later down the line. So when you do mm -hmm. get a few blurbs coming in, you can then add them to that. the yeah. page. Um, you can also you do can a, even a add, you can thing. even add them to the cover and the interior. You, you of the can. Book. It's it's a bit more difficult, um, mm -hmm. but you, you can still add them to yeah, like the uh, the, the paperback covers as well. Um, but yeah, it's, it's certainly not required to have blurbs before you actually launch a book. Um, jury is out on how much they actually do to help you sell the book in the first place. Nobody um, really knows. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's not really quantifiable. So if I was you, it's not something that I would stress about personally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Get your book launch sorted and then the blurbs will, they'll come eventually. Mm -hmm. Having said that, I do think that, at least in my experience, there was a lot of value to reaching out to reviewers when I was earlier on in my career and getting their comments, just because it's another source of um, ostensibly impartial feedback on your storytelling abilities. Um, mm -hmm. And it's good to get that, even though you would probably prefer to be getting that at the stage of a beta reader who's reading an early draft of your book. It's still good to put our novel out there and then to get feedback from reviewers saying this was a three star it failed in these require in these areas it was good in these areas um as like crushing as that can be i think it's better to know that because then for the next book you're hopefully going to avoid those mistakes the second time and um as a crazy person who reads pretty much every review that i see of my books uh it can be painful but i think it is definitely for me at least worthwhile for my own growth and progression and trying to write better books the next time because there are things I've picked up in those reviews that have allowed me to write much, much better um, moving forward. Uh, a couple of quick tactical things, some websites that I've used in the past when I um, probably like had, not that I have clout now, but when I had even less clout to reach out to reviewers. Um, Readsy have a really good page on their website called the best book review blogs. Um, of 2022 and essentially they have put like hundreds of blogs down into this searchable list um, and you can filter it by genre um, you can see the average monthly visits to these review sites uh, their review requirements um, and it's quite useful i've used it a bit in the past to reach out to some reviewers um, so i'll put the link to that in the show notes below so you can check that out Another site I've used is, um, and these aren't sponsored by the way, although I, I would love if they 
chucked us money to buy more fancy microphones. Um, You've already but, got one. You don't need more. Yes, I was gonna. I was actually quickly as a side. Thank you to our patrons because if my voice sounds better, it's because of you guys. Um, I was able to buy a new microphone for sure. Done anything about that accent? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, speaking of reviews, I found one one review of my Fires of the Dead audiobook the other day, and they were like. It's a good story, but it's an unintelligible accent. Only a Brit could understand this. <laughs> and I narrated it. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. So uh, rest uh, in peace. Uh, <laughs> um, uh -huh. That's what you get for self-producing your own audiobook with an Australian accent. Um, anyway, anyway, another good website for getting reviews is Book Sirens, uh, which is essentially where I think from memory you pay like uh, maybe two dollars per review or something like that um again jury is out on how effective this is but i personally just found it kind of nice from an ego validation standpoint to be launching my first book and to have a couple of reviews up um from people who had read you know arcs through book sirens before it launched or soon after the launch um, i do think that there is some psychological benefit to when people are clicking onto the amazon page seeing a couple of early reviews in there so they know they're not going into complete darkness um so i'll put a link to that in the show notes down below as well and then yeah just reaching out to book review blogs and youtube channels i think the main thing is to make sure all the fundamentals of your book are good so do you have a professionally made cover um is it a great blurb that makes people want to read it is it like clearly in the genre that that book reviewer likes to read um i think if you're reaching out with a book that has a very like scrappy homemade cover that doesn't look professional that's probably going to be the point at the book reviewer that the book reviewer will you know not respond to your email at um, but if you actually invest in the cover i think that's probably a better investment of your money rather than paying for you know kirkus reviews 500 dollars or whatever it is to write okay, a, just don't it's not worth it. book um yeah, so that would be my thoughts on that. Uh, I definitely think that for me, at least, I don't know if this goes for all of our readers, um, seeing like names of authors that I respect reviewing other books helps me a lot. Like Dirk, I think when I read Paternus, it was like a cool thing for me to see that you had the quotes on there from Mark Lawrence and other people. Um, and then, yeah, likewise, Rob, for Never Die, the fact that you had quotes on there too from some big authors as well. That for me? moved me along. I got one from Mark yeah. as well. Yep. It was really generic. I'm talking about big authors, so, not Mark I'm talking stars. about Dirk Ashton. That's, a good, that's an excellent <laughs> one. You know, I, I actually, uh, I, I, I do believe that, um, that having like uh, M.R. Carey on, the, on a book who wrote Girl with All the Gifts, and he's also a big comic book writer, and he's written a lot of, uh, a lot of books. But uh, I, th I do believe that having that can catch the attention of a blogger. If they are completely unfamiliar with you and your books, if they see that a big best-selling author has read it and did like it, um, then especially for someone who's unknown, then it's like, okay, maybe there's something to this. So it might give you a little leg up with a blogger. Does it with readers? I'm not sure. Um, I think does the it, thing with, to does it really have sales? Is... I'm not sure, but I really, I do think that it can give you a little bit of a, of a leg up there. 
Uh, I think the thing to take into account is in the modern day and age, it's like having a blurb on your cover isn't going to do much because the majority of sales for a self-published author are probably going to come through an ebook. And the mm. cover is only ever actually going to be seen as a thumbnail. So the, the text is actually going to be too small to read. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I don't um, think that I don't know. I don't know how many people actually click on it to get it big enough to. Um, the only other thing I, I think I, I can think of at the moment is uh, a slight warning. There are websites you can go to that you can pay to put yeah. reviews on your and Amazon you'll get page. Off, you, you will get offers Do out of the blue. not use them because yeah, be Amazon this. regularly flags down these sorts of things and they don't like it and they can just cancel your account for it. Yeah. Yes. So it's make sure that, if you are... That, yeah. Yeah. If you are going onto a page where it's like, give us money and we will get you reviews, like there is a legitimate way to do it. And the legitimate way for it to do it is they will distribute it to readers to read advanced reader copies of your book. And those readers will then go on Amazon and say, I was provided an advanced reader copy of this book by the publisher. Here is my honest review. Where you get into trouble is where they put the review on Amazon without either reading the book or without disclosing that you gave them a copy as an author. So just be mindful of that. Um, cause yeah, there, there are legitimate sites that can get reviews onto Amazon based on yeah. you transacting with them, but there are cool. some restrictions around it. So just be careful with that. Uh, a few other quick things as well, before we close this out, one thing that took me a while to learn is that there is a difference between positive review reception for a book and positive commercial reception for a book. So there are a lot of books out there that probably don't get amazing reviews from book bloggers or indeed any reviews from book bloggers at all. And yet they are some of the best-selling books on Amazon. Yep. Um, so sometimes the taste of, and you say this with movies as well, that sometimes the taste of critics can be quite heavily diverged from the taste of uh, the audience or yep. the mass market or whatever word you want to call yep. it. Um, yep. So just be careful. I did say before, you know, use the reviews from book bloggers or whatever as a way to make you a better writer. Do also bear in mind that if you follow the reviews of book bloggers, that will make your writing more appealing to book bloggers. So to the extent that that's something that you want um, and to the extent that that carries across to general readers, uh, go ahead. But yeah, some things out there don't get huge views. Like I'm not sure if Cradle, for instance, I, I can't imagine Will White having reached out to book bloggers and been like, Hey, can you give uh, us a review? I mean, come on, it's Will White. He doesn't need to. That's true. I guess out. people re they, review. They reach stuff out anyway. to him. Yeah, yeah, that's a bit. He's different. on a level all of his own. <laughs> but um, and you won't yeah. and you won't see a blurb on the cover of any of his books. No, yeah. doesn't need him. There's no space with just Will White's written as big as it can get. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, just bear in mind it is something that probably helps a bit. How much it helps, hard to know. I know in the past, Rob, we have compared some stats from when like popular YouTubers have done reviews of our books and the sales spikes that have come from that. Um, so you can see that there is some benefit to doing it that way. Um, the tricky thing, of course, is it's very hard to measure where your book sales are coming from because you, know, you, you could have on any one day, you might have five different people writing about your book. How do you know the one that contributed all the sales? Um, so yeah, as we kind of close out this episode, I think in summary, um, first of all, congratulations on finishing your first book and moving on to your second, because I think that is like, that is a big, uh, 
moment of progression and growth. So that is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, when it comes to reviews, uh, you had a couple of things in your question. First of all, like, is it necessary? Not at all. It might help a bit. It's not necessary. Um, will it get your book more attention? Maybe. <laughs> We're not too sure. Um, yeah. Nothing really concrete or solid from this. Um, yeah, but I think the main thing is just, yeah, you can reach don't, out to your book reviewers. Don't yeah. stress about it. Um, if you do reach out, just be really polite. And remember, you are asking somebody to give up like 10 hours of their time to read something by somebody they don't know. So, um, 10, 20 if you're someone like me. I'm yeah, slow. that's true. I'm so slow. 40 if you're someone like me. Depends how long you write. That's why Pfizer the Dead. I only have to ask people to give up like three hours to read this. So, yeah. convenient. Um, yeah, so thank you so much uh, for your question, Tony. If uh, any of the rest of you listening or watching have questions or comments, um, please feel free to send those through to wizardswarriorswords at gmail.com. Also, um, as a quick, quick straw poll amongst our audience, let us know how much do reviews and, you know, like author quotes impact your purchasing decisions? Um, if you're listening on Spotify, there'll be a poll down below. If you're just on YouTube, you can comment. Um, and if you're listening on other podcast players, you can just email us. Uh, yeah. How much does it impact your uh, willingness to buy and read a new book, especially books that you haven't heard of before? Um, all right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. That Shout out to our uh, patrons and especially to our high-tier patron, Daniel Henderson. And we will see you next week. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you. 